The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. I've heard from hundreds of people over the years, Wayne, listeners to our broadcast that say that is the only broadcast in my native tongue. FEBC focuses on reaching all of the unreached peoples. Travels with Ed coming up now on First Person as we talk with Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company, following his recent ministry trip. Welcome to this week's program. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll get started and hear from Ed in just a moment. First Person has a website where we archive our past programs and make them available for online listening. It's firstpersoninterview.com. But an even easier way to listen is by downloading our free smartphone app, First Person Interview. Whether you use an Apple device or Android, you can download this free app from your respective app store and listen to our interviews anywhere, anytime. Just search for First Person Interview. I'm very grateful for the partnership we have with the Far East Broadcasting Company, and from time to time I enjoy the opportunity to sit down in the studio with Ed Cannon, who is often just home from visiting some of the countries where FEBC is actively proclaiming the gospel. That's what you're going to hear now. And to begin, I asked Ed what is uppermost in his mind as he visits various countries. Spreading the gospel to the least reached people around the earth and using radio and new media to do that. That's uh, been your heartbeat for a while now, hasn't it? It has, and it's really exciting, and it's very different. It might sound like one subject, but it's really multiple subjects under one priority. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, you know, Wayne, for 75 years, the Far East Broadcasting Company has focused on shortwave radio, which was an incredibly powerful tool and still today is powerful in different ways. Shortwave radio is no longer listened to in the big cities of China or Indonesia or Russia, where it was once very, very popular. Now those large cities are completely consumed with cell phone listening, internet listening, and now this emergence of social media, where we see an explosion of listeners. And it's a different media to get into, because we have to have people that understand how to use the technology of social media to grip an audience, to get their attention, to hold them, and yet at the same time, to use it as a means to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to talk more about social media, but can I take you back to shortwave radio for a moment? Some people may think that shortwave radio is an older technology that has lost its effectiveness. Nothing could be further than from the truth. That's right. I think the effectiveness of shortwave radio is different than it was 50 years ago. As you said, it's not in the cities. It's, it's not, not the utilized cities. there. We received 800,000 emails and contacts from rural China about people listening to shortwave radio. We know in groups of remote regions of North Southeast Asia, where the ethnic minority tribes are essentially divorced from modern civilization, they have no other access to outside communication except shortwave radio. And they listen and we know because we're getting tremendous responses from those people. While it might be a small group and smaller numbers compared to those things which we see on social media, it's still a very effective means of reaching those billions of people who live outside of the regions of the big cities 
of Asia, where we do our broadcasting. So FEBC doesn't intend to uh, to pull back at all from shortwave broadcasting. Interestingly, I've been challenged by many of my colleagues uh, in the radio business to say, well, shortwave is an older technology. It's not really being used. But when I show them the numbers and responses that we get from people out in these rural regions, it's in the millions. And we still get many, many, many people who say the only way I can hear a Christian message, not in the church, not on AM or FM radio, not on the internet, is shortwave radio. And so we will continue until everyone has heard to broadcast on what we feel is one of the most effective mediums available today, and that's good old-fashioned shortwave radio. I find that interesting because shortwave is so uh, unfamiliar to us. Uh, Americans don't listen to shortwave radio, but as you said, in many parts of the world where there's no other option, that's, that's how the gospel gets through. Wayne, when I travel around the world, I often make our guys stop for me at the little electronics shops, which nowadays are sort of dominated by cell phones out in the front on display for sale many of which I'm quite confident have been stolen and are being resold. However, I ask them, do you have shortwave radios here? And they take me into the shop and show me a dozen different varieties of shortwave radios that they have for sale. And my limited knowledge of marketing says if they weren't selling those radios, they wouldn't have them on the shelf. They wouldn't stock them. And when they've got 12 different varieties of shortwave radios available to be sold, that means people are in there buying them. And if they're buying them, they're listening to them. Yeah. So I'm confident that it's still a viable medium. You talked about a number a moment ago, 800,000. Uh, talk to me about the response from listeners to shortwave. Well, that's just China, Wayne. Last year, we had 2.6 million responses from listeners most of whom were listeners to shortwave radio. How do they respond? Letters, emails, sometimes text messages, sometimes visits to our studio in person. might seem like an old-fashioned way, but they're listening on shortwave radio. And I think America needs to understand the conditions that many people are still living in today. I won't even call them third-world countries. These are the predominance of people outside of the main cities of countries like China. These are the predominance of the tribal peoples that live in the 16,000 islands that comprise the nation of Indonesia. Hmm. 16,000? That's at high tide. At <laughs> low tide, it's 17,000 islands. <laughs> wow. So shortwave is still viable, still have a, a large listening audience. The gospel is still being heard via shortwave. Where does uh, FEBC broadcast the shortwave from? We have two large broadcasting sites in the Philippines, not too far from Manila. Ibra, Iba and Bacawi in the Philippines are our broadcasting sites. And we're able to broadcast multiple languages all at the same time. You know, Wayne, we broadcast 870 hours of content Every single day. That was my next question. What do you put on the radio? Well, we produce the bulk of our own content. We rebroadcast some pastors, mostly uh, indigenous pastors from their local area. But FABC produces the bulk of its own content. And we have staff who understand the local cultures, who have come from these minority backgrounds, many who speak languages that I've never even heard of, and broadcast into areas who have such difficulty uh, reaching any other medium, no internet, no cell phones, 
only shortwave radio. And when they hear their own native language on a shortwave broadcast, it doesn't matter what the content is, they're going to listen. But our goal is to inspire them to follow Christ. So the content we offer is the good news of Jesus Christ. It also allows you the opportunity to target minority ethnic groups as well, doesn't it? Certainly, and particularly because we pick their language. I've heard from hundreds of people over the years, Wayne, listeners to our broadcast, that say that is the only broadcast available anywhere on the radio in my native tongue. Which makes them want to listen to it because they want to hear their own language on the radio, whether they you know, are attracted to the gospel at first or not. Sure. Oftentimes, they're forced to listen to a national language, which they speak fairly well and they can understand, but it's hard for them. It's their heart language they want to hear. Their heart language they want to hear. And so we're dedicated to that. 125 languages, Wayne. I'll challenge any of our listeners <laughs> to take a piece of paper. Tell me how many languages you can write down, and I doubt that you can come anywhere near 125. So where do you find the people to speak those languages? And not only speak them, but, you know, understand the gospel to communicate it in those languages. It does sound like a daunting task, doesn't it? Yeah. But I'll quote our founder, Bob Bowman, who, when asked that question on a national television broadcast, said, well, you see, we don't find them. God sends them to us. Hmm. This is an organization that's steeped in prayer. And knowing our founder and knowing many of the staff that we've got around the world, we struggle with that. The most difficult challenge we have is in countries that are less than half a percent Christian, for example. Where are we going to find staff who we believe that their theology is correct, they have a good talent for doing broadcasting, and they're willing to work for a missions organization like FEBC who can put good quality content on the air? But as Dr. Bowman said, God brings us those people, and I've seen miraculous events surrounding people showing up, willing to serve us, deeply steeped in the faith of Christianity, and doing an extraordinary job of broadcasting in those native languages. Let's talk about the countries where shortwave is aimed from those transmitter sites in the Philippines. You mentioned China. What are some of the other major countries that are utilizing shortwave? We know from listeners who have contacted us back. Well, Thailand, Myanmar, Burma, formerly Burma, and the northern regions of Vietnam and Laos and these remote areas uh, that are out there. Um, we still use shortwave radio in, in India, but the Indian listeners to shortwave are dropping off as technology is reaching into that country. We still use shortwave radio in the remote regions of Indonesia and in the Philippines, despite the fact that we have many, many, many FM stations in those countries. But the FM stations are broadcasting primarily in the major language. Shortwave radio is reaching into those areas in languages that are unpopular for FM radios because they're targeting very small numbers of people. Yet God cares for every person, and therefore FEBC focuses on reaching all of the unreached peoples. In the second half, we'll talk with Ed Cannon about his recent trip to India. That's ahead here on First Person. One year ago, I heard that one of FEBC's radio stations aired in our province, so I started to listen. Just one of millions of grateful people who listens to the Far East Broadcasting Company in her own language. So many Kazakh people here like listening to your radio broadcast, and we feel like a family because of it. Thank you so much for broadcasting to our nation. 
FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Ed Cannon, who is president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. Ed has joined us a number of times here in this program, and I always enjoy your visits, Ed, because you have a pulse, as I said earlier. You have your finger on the pulse of what God is doing through radio and new technology. We, we spoke a few moments ago about shortwave radio and its continuing effectiveness in many rural parts of the world, many hard-to-reach places of the world that are penetrated no other way than by shortwave radio. But it's an Internet-connected world as well, and FEBC is not shying away from that arena. Mm. Certainly. I mean, we, we try to be in every one of the new technologies, not because we understand exactly how many people are going to listen, but it's fairly inexpensive and easy we have already developed the content, so we place our content on Internet broadcasts, on cell phone applications, and now through social media. Uh, and the social media is just exploding in the uses. It's a viral technology. We have a few of our broadcasters who target young people with exciting, dynamic, and very interesting programming, which once a few people listen – they share with their friends, and the numbers grow dramatically yeah. overnight. Exponentially. That's how it works. Just a few years of our broadcast in the Russian language have resulted in over 10 million followers of our programming. Millions of hours per month are being downloaded through these social media programs and listened to offline. It's just exciting. All right. Let's back up on that yeah. story. Russia. Yeah. yeah. This is a country where we had radio stations at one time. Uh, the government decided that we shouldn't have those radio stations. Yeah. Tell, tell the story. Well, actually, I'll even go back further than that. We have a map in our office at FEBC uh, of Russia. And every time we received a letter back in the 70s and 80s from shortwave listeners, we would put a pin in the map locating the area where we heard a listener from. Over the course of about five or so years, that map became completely covered by pins except a few regions up in Siberia where there aren't enough people to have responded. But FEBC's shortwave radio had a huge impact. Then we moved to AM and FM radio within the country of Russia as we believed people were migrating off of shortwave and starting to listen to AM and FM radio. Those programs became very popular. We knew we had people listening to particularly these two large AM stations, one in Moscow, one in St. Petersburg, but then the government said, we're going to take these broadcasts off the air. We're going to pull these licenses from FEBC. They gave us three months, Wayne, to say the license will still be good for three more months. So our staff rightly went on the radio immediately and said, these programs are going away. But you can listen on Internet, on satellite, on cell phone, on social media. And here's how to get those programs. Overnight, we started seeing very significant uptake on people going to our social media sites. And when the radio stations went off the air, we were already in the hundreds of thousands. Those numbers, as I said, now are over 10 million. And we believe that we have 10 times the number of listeners now via social media in Russia that we ever had on the AM and FM radio stations. So we find it just very encouraging that what man intended for evil hmm. – God is using for good. Right. It's cheaper. It's more effective. It's in the hand of every person. They can listen anywhere, anytime on their cell phone. 
and we're using that opportunity to get the gospel to the people of Russia. What are some of the other countries where social media and internet programs are having an impact? Well, of course, China. The numbers are absolutely astounding of the number of people who go to the internet and download content. Technically, it's not favorable for the government, but they've given us a web page. They allow it to function, so we feel God's blessing and hand of protection there as people are downloading two million hours a week of our content off of the internet. It's Christian content in a country that's desperately in need of it. We have a huge social media presence now in Indonesia, which is the fourth largest country in the world. It's a country of almost 300 million people. It's a significant population, and they're very active in their use of Internet, cell phones, and social media. And it's predominantly Muslim. About 85%. But we don't get any objection from the government to using the signals there, and they're very active in social media. So we have an opportunity, and we've moved into that space, and it's very effective. Hmm. I know you were recently in India, and when you came home, we spoke briefly about it, and it sounds to me like your perspective on India changed somewhat from having been there. Well, I know there's some real challenges, and what I find is that the use of media in India is very different than our other countries, and that shouldn't surprise me because every time we talk, Wayne, I explain to you that each country is very, very different despite the fact that we've got the same mission and intention. But in India, we're finding it very difficult to reach listeners through the standard broadcast and expect a result. What our staff do there is give sacrificially of their own personal lives. They do their broadcasts, and then they invite particular areas, cities, to have gatherings of people. Then they travel to those places, meet with the people, get really deep in explaining the gospel, and they're finding great fruit as people hear personally from our broadcasters how they can come to know Jesus Christ, and they're answering with great faith. In this country, radio broadcasters talk about community involvement. Uh, You take it to a whole new level in countries like India, I understand. Yeah, broadcasting is different there. It's not that you sit in a studio and broadcast and go home. But they sit in a studio and broadcast and then go and meet their listeners because they know that the impact is only through a personal contact. It's gathering in community. It's sharing with each other what they've heard on the radio. And when our broadcasters get involved, then we are truly close to the listener, which has actually been one of FEBC's strategic pillars from our very beginning. So did you tag along with the broadcasters as they fanned out to meet listeners and talk with listeners? Yeah, I actually went on one of those trips. Uh, It was just a short drive, they said, from Delhi where we went. It turned out to be a little over four hours. <laughs> yeah, just it, a jaunt. <laughs> it was 110 degrees that day. Oh. I saw a thermometer, actually, at one place that said 125, but I think that was a little bit off. <laughs> it was so hot, it was unbearable, but it didn't deter the listeners from showing up. It didn't deter our staff from demonstrating great joy as they met the listeners, shared the good news of Christ, talked about the ability for us to actually reach out through the radio and become friends and become connected and become community with our listeners, which is the way the staff in India is generating knowledge and confidence in the broadcast community and, as a result, placing their faith in what they tell them and coming to faith in Jesus Christ. I have traveled with you a couple of times to some of these countries, and I wrote about this recently, but I said that these broadcasters 
don't need to learn from me how to do broadcasting. They, they know how to broadcast effectively. They just need our, our help and our encouragement. Encouragement's the big thing in our prayers, right? Encouragement in our prayers, yeah, that's right. And um, they don't show a need for help. They demonstrate a humble confidence. And the thing that overwhelms me, Wayne, is when I hear lines from our staff over and over and over. It's not because of our competency, what's happening. It's because of what God has done through us. Mm-hmm. It's God's voice speaking through my microphone into the hearts of our listeners and his Holy Spirit, which is transforming them for Christ. And this humble, dedicated staff need only one thing from us, prayer, 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 Mm -hmm. for protection, for strength, for perseverance, for endurance, and that they might be encouraged by the fruit that they see as a result of their incredible hard work. How long have you been leading FEBC as president now, Ed? Uh, Just a little over seven years, Wayne. How are you different personally because of this experience? Oh, I am constantly convicted by the dedication of staff in places like Pakistan and Russia and Indonesia and India and China, Uh, the peril with which they do their job, um, which they're undaunted. They are fearless, and they're constantly smiling. I, I, I was complaining to one of the guys on my most recent trip that I have to get up at quarter to four in the morning tomorrow to go and get on an airplane. And I said, I certainly hope you don't have to get up that early. And he smiled and said, well, you know, actually, I get up at four o'clock in the morning every day so that my wife and I can spend a few hours praying together before she goes to work. And I, I felt embarrassed, Wayne, that what I think is hard work to them is everyday life. These people are so dedicated and yet so humble, always pointing to God, always giving him the praise and honor and glory, and always turning to him uh, as a source of their passion, their drive, and their desire to fulfill the Great Commission, which gives me great confidence in this organization that when you have an organization that's filled with people of that level of humility and that level of dedication to getting God's work done, we will fulfill our mission until all have heard. You've been listening to the president of the Far East Broadcasting Company, Ed Cannon, who joined me in the studio with an update on FEBC's ministry. Soon, FEBC will celebrate its 75th anniversary, and while it has an incredible history of faithfully broadcasting the gospel, its present ministry is ever-expanding, reaching more and more people with the message of God's Word. As you heard today, one distinctive of this ministry is that the gospel is always heard in the local language, even minority languages, with local believers. This week, when you visit febc.org, you'll read about how God is using shortwave radio programs to reach people in largely rural areas. In this digital age, when new technology is opening up new opportunities, shortwave radio is still very effective. Learn why when you visit febc.org. And take a few moments to watch any of a number of video stories which can be found on the website. Again, it's febc.org. The schedule of upcoming interviews here in First Person can be found at firstpersoninterview.com. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Be sure to join us next time 
right here for First Person.